0: Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Oh my god. Oh, Oh, no podcast tonight. I want to fuck. Sorry, sweets. I've got work to do. Welcome to the vainly titled Danny Palmer Show. The fun Friday pod. I would argue that it's fun. You know? Friday's a fun day of the week. We talk about fun things on here and some poignant things. I'm fucking poignant, dude. I'm poignant as shit, bro. You know what the thing about Brooklyn is, dude? Everybody acts like Brooklyn is so fucking cool. Oh, we're like indie spirit over here, and we have like indie band. Actually, I do like indie bands. I'll stand, I'll stand up for indie bands. If you have shit to talk about, fucking is Death Cab for Cutie an indie band? I used to love Death Cab for Cutie when I lived in Atlanta, and now I'm like, Meh. I'm wearing on the fucking Elohim tip. That's my girl. Anyways. Brooklyn is fun in doses, you know? If you go to a cool place like Gold Sounds, I think I was there last Friday, or like Brooklyn Steel, Music Hall of Williamsburg. Williamsburg's lit. There's some fun bars there, but just overall, it's fucking spread out, dude. You know, like last week we went there after the fun after the Friday Black Cat show to uh I think it was to Gold Sounds. And that was a fun spot, but to get there, it's this fucking epic, you know, 30-minute Uber journey where there's like four people crammed in the back no one's wearing seatbelts we're going down the highway i'm like is this going to be a fun night or a never forget it never forgotten tragedy you know what i mean it's like do we have to go to brooklyn can't we just stay in the city and now today i went to brooklyn for my job and we went to some you know bar afterwards and it's like can we just move the office to manhattan you know like do we have to go to brooklyn do we have to pretend That the cool thing is the cool thing. Can't we just acknowledge that Manhattan is the cool thing? I guess I sound like a real fucking prick. And now I'm about to go back to Brooklyn to some fucking birthday party because I want to be cool. I want to be respected and cool. And if I go to birthday parties in Brooklyn, I feel that could help get me down the path. (laughs) Not far down the path, mind you. Not far at all. I got some feedback last week from Asha. Thanks for listening to the pod, Asha. You're lit. She was telling her husband, Alex, or she said her husband, Alex, makes fun of her for enjoying the 11-minute nap. Dude, the 11-minute nap is lit. It's where it's at. She said she calls it her (laughs) nappetizer. Sorry you hate being energized, Alex. (laughs) Sorry you hate being energized. Dude, I did that today. I got home. I had dinner at this little work after party thing, you know, just like ate some little sliders. I'm like, these are free. These are free sliders. I don't have to make my own meal now. Come home. Took a 16 minute nap. You give yourself a minute to fall asleep. Sleep for 15 minutes. I had fucking dreams and shit. And then I woke up and I felt great. Went to the gym. That's dude. It's lit. Naps and working out are very. I don't want to say lit again. They're they're good activities. They just make you feel good, you know. Somebody gave me feedback. I don't know why I'm sniffling. Somebody gave me feedback and they about last week's Friday pod, and they said, "What a beautiful, poignant pod, you big pussy." <laughs> it was a woman that said that. Okay. I feel like if a woman says, if a woman calls you a pussy, that's fine. If a man calls you a pussy, it's like, what's this guy doing? You know, is this something we need to investigate? But if a, if a woman says it, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's 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 all fine. I was on this call at work today. I, is it bad to talk about work? I mean, I'm not saying anything bad. You know what I mean? And they were talking about like the wage gap that still exists between men and women. And they had the, like, um, the statistics of different um, races. And then it was like, uh, I guess white was on the top. Of the pay for women, followed by black. And then I think it was Asian. And then I, in last place, was Latinx. And then I'm just like this white guy in the call. I looked around and I said, like, Are there any other fucking white guys on this call? Is it just me? And I think there was one other white guy. And then I was, I was going to make a joke in the call and be like, All right, guys, I'm going to drop off. I don't, I don't think I'm wanted here. <laughs> but then I didn't. But then I'm like, Ah, oh, man, it just sucks being on calls like that because I just feel like personally responsible. I am. It's my fault. Oh, God. Danny, this is not a good topic. You need to change the topic immediately. I'm changing the topic. Sorry. Sorry. I guess when I was talking to my friend Arzo this Wednesday, we were talking about management and how like upper layers of management at companies sometimes have this walled garden and don't share their decision making or their thought process behind strategy with the rest of the employees. And it's like, you know, why not be more transparent? And my friend Jared was like, love the, love the advice to management. You could not lead your way out of a paper bag. <laughs> All right, be that as it may. <laughs> you Fuck. I can still make comments, you know? And by the way, I feel like there was some with something of a rivalry developing between my loyal listeners, <laughs> Jared and Haley. Not a rivalry. Just, you know, Haley's nice and sweet and Jared's a prick. But uh, now Jared has realized the error of his ways, I think, because he's always texting me, hashtag Team Haley. Dude, Team Haley. If if this pod ever takes off, let's all be on Team Haley's side. Because Jared's just this, like, it's like, what is he doing? You're just sitting there in Roswell? Like, what are you doing, pal? Like, get it together. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? No saying all right here's a quote that i read uh this guy matthew walther is the editor of the lamp a catholic literary journal he writes frequently about sports now listen i know i can just hear asha and carissa like don't talk about don't talk about space (laughs) what is my girl voice but anyway you gotta talk about space and fucking sports they're both boring for losers. and look this is about baseball but just if you don't like sports and especially particularly if you don't like baseball, envision this as a thought experiment in your mind. Because what I'm about to read you is quite possibly the dumbest idea that has ever been put forth onto paper in the history of humanity. And I'm including fucking Ziggy cartoons. I mean, it's really fucking dumb. Whoa, it's crazy. Krista, who I just talked about, just commented on a, a thing that I met. A thing that I met? Danny, what are you doing? Commented on a post that I made on Instagram. I would think I was telling our friend Lauren who I used to work with at SurveyMonkey, who apparently is visiting... Is it okay to say that she's visiting New York? I mean, it's on her Instagram. I told her she should come to Black Cat Friday tomorrow, 9 o'clock. Come every week. It's going to be great. And then I think, Carissa... Hey, Carissa, what's up? This isn't live. I've just wasted 30 seconds of your time. Anyways, back to this article. So this guy writes this article um, proposing to do something with Major League Baseball. This is so dumb. Don't worry. This isn't like sports and like statistics and like curveballs and shit. It's just an idea. Okay, he says, it is worth being honest up front about what nationalizing baseball would entail. Nationalizing baseball. So it's no longer going to be, you know, 31, I think it's 31 teams that have owners and uh, it's a private enterprise. No, no more of that. Mr. Walther says, while I like to think that the Biden administration could make, oh, sorry, it's 30 teams, could seize all 30 teams and dissolve the league by executive fiat. Citing language buried somewhere in the text of the Patriot Act. What? The Patriot Act? You could do that? It is more realistic to assume that Congress would have to be involved. So Congress is going to make federalized baseball and not make it be a private enterprise. Legislation would authorize purchasing the teams at their current and absurdly inflated market valuation. Players, coaches, and other staff members would become federal employees. The general manager would be appointed by the governor of the state in which the team plays its home games. Manager would be a statewide office for which citizens vote every six years. There would be no term limits. Salaries would be lower, perhaps drastically so. Oh, the players will look good, Definitely go for this time. But so with ticket prices. Well, it's not going to happen because the players won't approve this. This guy's an idiot. And watching games on television or via online streaming could, would be much simpler as broadcasts would be carried exclusively by, wait for it, C-SPAN. Is this the dumbest man to walk the planet? How could you actually put pen to paper with that ridiculous idea? You think the governor of the state is going to appoint the general manager? What about states that have multiple teams like in New York and Texas? Which general manager are they going appoint to for, appoint for the fucking... Rangers versus the Astros. and then like, Oh, well, why did the fucking Rangers get the better GM? Why don't the Astros? This is a complete non-starter. Dumb idea, dude. Manager become a statewide office for which citizens would vote every six years? First of all, most people in, in each state don't give a fuck about baseball. Why would they be keeping track of manager's skill sets? And how would they be able to determine which manager had the right skill set for any particular team? Th- this guy's a fucking idiot. I just want you know I want to have this guy in the podcast and just berate him mercilessly (laughs) and also it just something something just irks me a little bit that he's like an editor of a catholic literary journal you're writing for a catholic literary journal and yet you're and now you're going to like change all of baseball with a dumb idea bro stick to your like antiquated text and sell the fucking art in the vatican and give it to homeless people okay thank you Anyways, I know I haven't talked for long, but I feel like if I don't leave for this party soon, I'm going to be too late for this party, and then people are going to think I'm a loser. Oh, here comes Danny. Oh, here he is, dude. This is a nice quote that I read um, about sadness and loss. Well, it doesn't sound nice. (laughs) The title of the article is Sadness and Loss Are Everywhere. Books Can Help. It's by Margaret Renkel. Um, Let me just read this. It'll speak for itself. We've all had near misses that shook us to the core. When a hydroplaning car skidded to a stop in the nick of time, When a toddler, unwatched for half a second, teetered at the top of a flight of steps, but was caught just before stepping over the edge. When the scan showed a shadow that had to be a tumor, that had to be a tumor, but turned out to be nothing at all. And every near miss is almost always followed by a golden time, too brief, when the futile frustrations and pointless irritations of daily life fall away. When all that's left behind is gratitude. We are here. Our beloveds are here. How remarkable it is to be together. How full of grace the fallen world can be. Isn't that nice? I thought that was a lovely sentiment. Because, uh, yeah, it's true, man. Sometimes I'm like, I was, well, I was crossing the street with, like, groceries tonight. And these, like, three electric bikes just came careening at me. I'm like, dude, what if I make it all the way to 46? I'm in New York. I have an apartment here. And then it's just, like, some random ass bike just takes me out for good. Everybody's like, oh, man. Danny was all right. I guess that bike didn't think so. Gone forever. So, you know, little things like that happen. And then you're like, you know what, dude, enjoy the fucking your post run high. (laughs) Enjoy the little things. It's nice. It's nice. You guys. Okay. Okay. Um, So anyways, Margaret talks in this um, essay about a book called, but what we wish were true. She said, it's not a book about dying any more than Brian's song is a movie about dying. It is a book about the life of an extraordinary person. It is a book about love and gratitude, and making every day an opportunity to love, a chance to decide again and again to keep on loving for as long as we draw breath. And through the miracle of books, beyond it too, dude, books are lit, bro. You know, I, I guess I am just reading nice things today. <laughs> this other thing I read this week was talking about how you, how it's, it's a good idea to be aggressively friendly. Oh, it's my my boy David Brooks. I love him. Aggressively friendly. I love that idea. And he was describing people that are the ones that say, Hey, do you guys want to get together on uh, Friday and go to X place? Do you want to come over to my house? I'm going to make margaritas like that. Take, take the initiative to get people together, to have fun, aggressively friendly. Like that's the kind of life we should be striving towards, you know? And then the last thing I'll say on this app next week, maybe I'll review an article. This is a short week, short episode of the week, episode of the week, Danny, Danny, it's a short pod episode, which is fine. Honestly, dudes, honestly, you guys, I'm pretty sure that April is going to be the number one most listened to uh month in the history of the the Danny Palmer show, including when that piece of shit, Zach McGovern, was the co host of Space. What the fuck, dude? Just kidding, Zach. Zach's Zach's a nice guy. Sometimes. Anyways, I was listening to Paul Rudd on Conan O'Brien's podcast. And uh he just always like, he just, he made up this scenario. He's like, yeah, you know, I started writing this book for Audible and, and uh, it's something that I'm doing on my own versus just being kind of a hired gun. And it was, it was just a joke. It was just like a clip from a stupid show. And kind of it's like, what are you doing? You're just wasting my time. And he goes, well, um, you know, while we're all, we're all burning up, we might as well laugh when we can. You know, it's true. We're all burning up. And burning up, I don't think he's thinking of that like a melancholia scene where the sun is coming closer and closer to Earth. Burning up means, you know, we were all on timers. We're all going to expire. You might as well laugh while you can. So there you go. Just be, just fucking, don't give, don't give advice to your listeners. You're a dumb loser. All right, sweetie. I don't know why you didn't talk until the very end and you spoke in that voice. Where's Ruth? I miss Ruth. Fuck you, Danny. Ozark is going to be over in about two weeks. I already won an Emmy. I don't need your dumb ass. My name ain't Ruth. I'm an actress, you moron. All right, thanks for listening to the fun Friday pod. Danny Palmer, NYC, also Danny Palmer, comedy. Wait, what, Danny? Dude, I don't even know my fucking handles. Who cares? Who cares? Hit me up on Instagram. Nobody ever does. Come to Black Hat every Friday night, nine o'clock show. And you guys are nice and stuff. Do you guys want to like, do you guys want to like chill? Wait, do you guys want to like come by and like chill and shit like that, dude? Wouldn't that be lit? I'm just killing time until it hits 14 minutes. Because I feel like 14 is better than 13, right? Is that something? Is that something?